0: Nobody circles the wagons like
1: the Buffalo Bills. Hi, this is former Pro Bowl Center for the Buffalo Bills, Eric Wood, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on the Circling the Wagons podcast. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Yeah. We here. Hey, 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 let's go.
2: Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate.
3: Hey, Bills Mafia, what's going on? Of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. This is our post-game call-in show where we have the opportunity to let any of the followers, listeners, anyone out there to give their thoughts, uh, their uh, expletives on this game that we just finished. Just now the Buffalo Bills losing to the New England Patriots, 29-25 to in Foxborough. Uh, just a really, really disappointing win. It's kind of like, or loss rather. It should, it, this is kind of reminds me of the offense that we've seen for the last three weeks. Um, just uninspired, just nonchalant, and also playing to the level of the team that you're playing against. And again, you know, the Bills... the just like the Giants last week, Giants had one win. The Patriots had one win. They're playing us as if they're the Kansas City Chiefs out here. We're playing against them as if they're the Kansas City Chiefs. I um, want to get your thoughts on this one. Um, obviously, I'm not happy. I'm very disappointed as a Bills fan. Um, this The Bills couldn't do anything in the first half, and it's not until their back is against the wall where they actually try or attempt to have a—, a a passable offense where they can try to attempt to score points. Um, This is frustrating. Um, This is the third week in a row. Like I mentioned that we've seen this. Um, They've lost two out of three of those games. They probably should have lost last week's game, but we somehow made it out. So I'm not going to be upset about that, but um, let's get into it. We already have some of you guys requesting to talk about this one. And I completely get it. I'm going to give you guys some free reign to talk about this game and vent about it. So connect to my guy Colby first. Hello. Hey, man.
0: Hey, Nate. How are you doing? Um, I'm calling to uh, uh, what you kind of was the um, problem with today's game? I felt like it was the defense. I felt like Josh, other than the interception, had a great, had a pretty decent game. I mean, he rushed for a touchdown and passed for two touchdowns. So I, I really didn't see any problems with Josh, you know, um, they were covering digs pretty well as well. Um, and then, uh, I mean, Dalton Kincaid had a decent game as well, but I just felt like the defense just really sold in this game and it was just really disappointing. Um, I, I just, I'm, I'm a little frustrated. I don't like losing to the Patriots. I mean, I don't think any Bills fan does. Um, but it just it's disappointing, man. Um, I'm really I'm really kinda upset with this loss, man. Like it's just why like why do you lose to the Patriots? I mean, I felt like we had them when it was twenty five to twenty two and then we let up that big pass, uh, I think it was Mac Jones to Romandre Stevenson or something something like that. And then I was just like the defense, man, like defense, come on, like I just feel like this loss is really on the defense. I mean, yeah, it's a slow, another slow game from the offense. But I mean, the offense puts you back in it and could have won, one kind of won you the game a little bit at like towards the end there, and then just the defense sold. And I don't know. That's just my opinion. I just feel like the defense really sold in this game, man. But um, that's that's really it that I wanted to talk about. Go Bills.
3: Uh, I want, I want to get in real quick. Um, this is the bills have lost one out of three divisional games. So Colby mentioned losing to the Patriots stinks. Oh, it stinks a lot more when your division record is one and two. Um, as far as the defense leading or, uh, letting down the bills, um, I still think it's more of the offense. The defense didn't do a great job, but you, you have to understand there every time that the defense trots out on the field, they're minus three starters. Before, before the inactives even come down and we know someone's out for the game, like Ed Oliver's out for the game, like we find that out. So now technically the Bills are four starters are out, right, on defense. So um, should they have done better against Mac Jones and that offense? Absolutely. But I don't pin it on the defense. I pin it on the offense. The offense, so, so I just mentioned the Bills being down that many players. Um, the Bills' offensive line struggled all game against the Patriots' defensive line, their pass rush packages. Uh, the Bills couldn't do anything. And the Patriots are minus their top two pass rushers. They're minus their top two pass rushers this year. That didn't stop them. So I'm not going to blame that on um, the defense. I'm going to put that, again, more on the offense. So uh, the Bills struggled to get anything done in the first half. They lost a complete half of football by not being able to get first downs, by not being able to run the ball, by the receivers dropping the ball, Dawson Knox. Um, <laughs> like the, the, what I guess, I guess my, my thing is, and I definitely want to get to you guys, Um, Next, the question I have is why is everything so damn difficult for the Bills offense to accomplish? Whereas like the Patriots, like it feels like Mac Jones just kind of, you know, had a couple of passes here and there. The, The offense is just set up so much better for the Patriots offense than it is the Bills offense. So you have to wonder two things, and and I'm going to leave this up to you guys if you guys want to comment on it later. But it's one of two things, or maybe it's a combination of both. Either Dorsey is just not able to scheme the offense the way it needs to be schemed, or Josh Allen has regressed to a level that he's just incapable at the moment of carrying the offense, right? So, um, or it's a combination of both, which I believe is probably a combination of both to a point. Um, I hate putting blame on Josh Allen, but, um, I mean, he does deserve some of the blame. He is missing guys that are open. He missed digs on that long third down. So, um, I'm going to get you guys in. Um, Shane, so, so Shane, welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast. You just have to hit the lower left-hand um, button to turn your mic on.
2: Hi, guys. Uh, so, the, the one thing I've I've noticed is it's the scripting of plays. The first 15 plays of a game are the most important of a game. It's, it's where you set your tempo. And I feel like they're handicapping Josh Allen, and I feel like it's Ken Dorsey. The, the Miami game is a great example of that. Go watch that first drive. The play calling wasn't the reason we scored. It was Josh Allen doing Josh Allen things. And I feel like in this game, the play calling was all about trying to get Diggs the ball, and then Kincaid became the second option, and that worked a little bit. But why aren't we scripting plays to get other guys involved? I just feel like the offense is stagnant and it's causing the defense to be out there too much. And with the amount of guys we have on defense that are out, eventually they're going to fold like they did today. I mean, I just feel like Ken Dorsey is more of the problem. I, I I, know guys don't want to hear that, but there's there's a lot of things that could be better with this team when it comes to the fact that we, we aren't getting other guys involved. Like Diggs is what? Third in the league in receptions, fourth, fifth in receiving yards. But where's our next guy? That's all I have to say. I just, I, I, I feel like it's a struggle with the offense right now.
3: Yeah, yeah. Those are those are really great points, Shane. Um, appreciate you coming on and sharing them. Uh, you know, this is I'm trying to bring up the stats. Now it's funny because, like, I agree with you. We need someone else other than Diggs, and they finally got Kincaid involved. They finally got Cook a little bit more involved, um, but. Oddly enough, it just wasn't enough. Like right, like they they're spreading the ball around, but they're not finding that real, you know, uh, primary second target. I don't even know if you can. I guess it'd be your secondary target, right? And the Bills, if they if they can't get it into Stephon Diggs, I mean, this offense struggles. And even sometimes when they do um, get it to Stephon Diggs, they still struggle. Um, I'm not sure exactly. I, I I'm glad you brought up the the Dolphins game as kind of like a hey, like this. This is more Josh Allen than Ken Dorsey or like the ability to move the offense, I should say, is more Josh Allen than Ken Dorsey. And, you know, if you guys remember last season, it kind of reminds me of this a little bit is the Bills offense was on fire at the beginning of last year. Um, three or four games, five or six games, and maybe even they were the, they were humming along on offense. And then they lost, and then they started to struggle for a good amount of the rest of the year. I'd argue not only the rest of the year, but into the postseason. And we're like, okay, this year's going to be different. This year, we, he's got more weapons than he's ever had. I mean, he's got Hardy, Shurfield... Um, uh, Dalton Kincaid, obviously the first round pick. He's got the best offensive line he's ever had in front of him. So good that Ryan Bates can't doesn't even see the field, right? Like that's how good the offensive line is. And struggling. So at what point do you say, like, you know, is this Ken Dorsey or not? And uh and I'm not hundred percent sure, but I appreciate you coming on, Shane. Thank you very much for coming on. I'm gonna get to more of you guys. Um uh the real JTT has been waiting for a while, so appreciate you waiting. Man, come on in. Hey,
4: man, what's up? So, uh, hopefully you guys can hear me. Um, All I really got to say is that I really feel like uh, it is on the offense. And it is on Dorsey. Dorsey's not – I mean, the problems with this offense go back to Dable's days. And uh, the same problems are happening, except there's a couple differences. One, the offense has kind of pulled away from Josh Allen using his legs. And a friend of mine had commented through text message to me not too long ago about how when you, you know, this is what happens when a running quarterback can't run the ball. And I do feel like they've kind of chopped Josh Allen's legs off at this point, trying to make it safer for him, but his legs are what makes this team dynamic. It's what makes him dynamic. It's what opens up the offense to create some of those explosive downfield plays like we keep hearing about, uh, and not happening this year. Um, Dorsey has failed to uh, scheme guys open like uh, you guys have talked about already. Mm -hmm. And uh, realistically, like the defense can only hold up for so long, right? We are kind of limited on both sides of the ball. But when the offense is going quick three and outs or turning the ball over and the defense got to play extra minutes, it gets hard for the defense to continue playing. And I'm going to put the pressure on the offense, but most of this – in my opinion and it's just me I'm just a fan I'm a nobody I don't get paid to do this kind of stuff my opinion is that most of the blame has got to fall on Dorsey and we got to start talking is Sean McDermott the guy and that that's probably like quick like you know emotional talk but realistically if you think about it is McDermott and Dorsey the two guys that are going to lead this team in the future to Super Bowls and winning seasons. And what we're seeing right now is just a lack of discipline on both sides of the
3: ball. And that has to start with coaching. That's all I got, guys. All right, those are some great thoughts too, obviously, from the real JT. Um, Allen not being able to use his legs is an issue. Um, the The defense, I think it makes the Bills offense more predictable. I've always been like, yeah, you know, let him run less. But it feels like they are purposely making him run less and not allowing him to. Like there's sometimes where Josh just needs to run. And then that first game happens and you're like, Josh, you don't need to run at all. Like stop doing what you're doing. So he's kind of stuck in this middle ground. I agree. Um at, at some point though, we have to look at, at Dorsey um, at the end of this season and the postseason depending on how they play out now it's still early if they barely squeak into the playoffs and they struggle at all offensively like i'm okay moving on like there makes no sense whatsoever to move on from your offensive coordinator in the middle of a season when you don't necessarily have someone that's better to Mm -hmm. lined up to take that position so um, i don't know if i want to give it to joe judge yet i mean geez so uh we'll, we'll we'll pay we'll we'll hold on for, for now as far as like when to get rid of Ken Dorsey cuz again I'm not sure I still have a whole season to go but um I I, I can't disagree with that I'm not ready to put Sean McDermott all on the hot seat um I can see why fans are frustrated because if you're frustrated with Dorsey well who who hired Dorsey right being in McDermott so it's I get that I get that but I don't think this is all McDermott's fault McDermott McDermott has done a pretty darn good job on the defense and for the most part with the team uh, minus the offensive side of the ball so um yeah, I'm going to I I see what you're saying, but um I'm going to head it over to private joe real quick. I want to get you guys in to give your thoughts on this. Yo yo. Oh. Hey, um so
5: my thoughts whether it's Josh Allen versus Ken Dorsey over the last 7 games. First of all, let me back up a second. I think it made sense in the beginning of the season when they wanted to try to go and see if they could go to a system of play that would take more pressure off of Josh Allen, spread it around, make the Bills less predictable. So I don't necessarily, up until this point, I guess I don't really fault Ken Dorsey up until this point. But what I think that these first seven games show, um, and really you could just look at the entire time that Josh Allen's been the quarterback of the Bills. This guy is a great player, but he's never proven that he can play like a game manager style of offense. Like I just, I don't think that he's good at it. Like I think that he's, maybe a little bit over average for an NFL quarterback in that kind of an offense. Um, And I don't think it was wrong for the bills to try to see if that was something they could do. But I think they have a large enough sample size now to know like, yeah, he's, he's just, he's not that guy running that kind of an offense. And honestly, the rest of their weapons, I don't think are reliable enough to run that kind of an offense either. Now this game actually, he did, he did get, they got a lot of help from the other players. Cook had a good game. Kincaid had a good game, but, you know this game aside looking at other games it's like there's there's issues with drop passes which that that happened a little this game even though i would say there were more probably off-target throws but when you when you make josh allen a game manager you basically take away all the big chunk plays and the crazy improv improvisational things that you do so you, and that's the thing that's always made him a great quarterback and made the bills offense good so great that they tried it it doesn't work time to go back to what did work, which you saw worked in the last two drives of the game and last game as well. When they got put in that position where they had no other choice, the offense morphed right back into what it was the last three
3: seasons in a row. I think I lost him at the very end there. I want to get brought up some great points there. Uh, One of the things, absolutely. You know, I think about, Game managers, and, uh, you know, I think someone that's like an above-average game manager is like Tua, right? Like, Tua is very good at what he does. He's accurate, but he has the weapons to do what he does. Like, if you don't have Jalen Waddell, Tyree Kill, uh, amazing running backs, everything like that, like, I don't know if you can do what Tua does or if, if Tua is the same quarterback on different offenses. I think it's tailored to him. Well, the Bills need to tailor this offense a little bit more towards Josh Allen like that and get him, uh, get him in the right. And uh, actually, I'm going to go into Charlie right now. Charlie, bottom left-hand corner. Yep, there you go.
6: Hi, hey, how you doing? Um, thoughts of the game. One, this defense is really struggling with these injuries that are out. I think they need to get off to feel quicker. And I think part of that is, and we've heard this a lot so far, is the offense. Um I've been defending, I defended Dorsey all of last year. I defended Dorsey starting this year. And after watching these last three games, I can't defend Dorsey anymore. The play calling is very vanilla. It's predictable. It's runs up the middle. It's seven yard passes to digs. It's just, it is so predictable that the field, the the offense is off, you know, three and out constantly, which is putting more and more pressure on the defense. Um, Again, the question always is, you know. I know emotionally, people are like, you know, Dorsey should be walking home from New England, and I get that. But you're not going to find another offensive coordinator sitting on a couch right now, ready to jump in and take over. But Dorsey has simply not been the same OC that Dable was, and I think that's um, Dorsey is a big part of the problem. As the last caller said, uh, last caller, I guess, you call him um, taking Joss's legs out from under him. Um, second, Josh on the sideline looks dazed. He looks listless. He looks like he doesn't want to be there. It seems every camera shot shows Josh kind of staring into space. I remember the days of Brady looking at tablets and yellow players and getting into it and being intense. Josh, in between him being on the field, looks like he he's watching the clouds pass by. I don't know. He doesn't look as engaged as I remember Josh being. Um... And the defense with the injuries, and someone, I saw this posted earlier, what are we paying Von Miller for? Because apparently, it's not to play. We've gotten him back during that final drive, they even mentioned, he wasn't on the field. If, you know, what's Von for? If we're already hurting in defense, does Von simply not have it anymore? Is he just a, a guy living on his reputation alone? I don't know. But... I do think, like a lot of people said, Dorsey is really the issue right now. The offense is vanilla. It's predictable. It's not utilizing everyone to the best of their abilities, and that's putting more pressure on them.
3: Exactly. and puts a lot of pressure on a defense that already has enough pressure and enough injuries on it. Thank you so much, Charlie, for coming on. I appreciate you, man. Go Bills. Um, a lot of great points brought up on that. I'm going to touch on one um, real quick, and that was uh, the defense not being able to get off the field Um, this was, this is something that, you like, like we said, the bills defense has one hand high behind their back because they have so many starters out, including Ed Oliver today, just another blow to that defensive tackle position. Hence why the Patriots were able to run up the gut all game. It felt like, um, but on offense, uh, I agree with the vanilla play calling. What Charlie said is, is absolutely how I see it. And I'm sure a lot of you see it at home when you're watching this game, it's, uh, it's, drop back or stay in the shotgun formation and have guys run out and, you know, let's see who's open. It feels like backyard football a little bit, doesn't it? It's just, it's just, you know, okay, hike. All right. Who's open. Who's open here. here here. You know, like instead of, instead of other offenses where you saw like, uh, like the Ramondre Stevens, I think it was him Stevenson, uh, catch, uh, on the last drive of the game for the Patriots where he went like 22 yards or something like that. Like that was just a very simple call. It was hike, Passed to the guy and he ran 22 yards. It's like that sort of offensive schematic doesn't exist for the bills. Like nothing's easy for the bills in that regards, but I want to get to as many of you as I can. Um, James, I also appreciate you guys waiting. James, thanks for coming on. What's going on, man? How's it going, man? Um, it's so tough. Um,
7: This team has done nothing but disappoint. And I'm just going to go out there and say it. I feel like the main problem is the coach. I feel like if you're letting Mac Jones, who is not a good quarterback, drive down. I can't blame the defense because it's been a next-minute mentality um, this whole couple past weeks with the injuries we've, we've had. And Von Miller, you know, he had a significant knee injury. You can't expect him to be where he's been at. But, you know, his contract isn't looking too great right now. But if you're letting Mac Jones get down the field and score a touchdown in 60 seconds, It says a lot as the head coach, and it brings me right back to the Kansas City 13 seconds bullshit that we had to deal with, and it's getting old. So uh, we have to figure out this coaching staff because this is just wasted talent right now with what we have on our roster, and it seems as if we've peaked. And I would not be surprised if Diggs requested a trade at the end of the season because he's had enough. Our coaching staff has um, peaked. or Our coaching staff has allowed our our organization to peak. And I'm only 21 years old. I can't imagine the Bills fans – who have had to see this shit nonstop. I'm speechless right now. Um, I'm going to keep it short, simple, and sweet. Uh, it's the coach. That's it. Um, and we need to get that fixed ASAP. Thank you.
3: Thank you for that. I appreciate it, James. Go Bills. <clears throat> um, man, I, I'm so hesitant to give it to McDermott. So you're only 21. I totally get that. Um, I'm 40 now. So, like, I've lived through, like, the really good years, and then a lot of crap for most of my life. Um, So unfortunately, you grew up, but now you get to enjoy it. Um, I spent most of my 20s like that uh, in 30s, part of my 30s. And it was just like, you know, I'm hesitant to say it's on McDermott. But everything, every mistake that goes on from here on out, I feel like does go back to that 13 seconds game. And there was no accountability on that, and we're still left to wonder. We didn't, we're not left to wonder. We've heard different accounts from different players saying it was a coaching gaffe. So um, I don't think there's much to wonder. But uh, you know, I was I was doing this fun exercise. By the way, I forgot to mention this earlier. Is this Twitter Space is brought to you by the Twin Spire Sportsbook at Delago at the Delago Resort and Casino in Waterloo, New York. I was doing this fun exercise. My son's like, "Oh, Dad, like let's let's put all these uh, these miniature like." football figures with like big helmets on. And then we're going to say like, you know, we're going to, we're going to, we have all 32 teams in helmets and we're going to put them from like the worst to the best. Right. So I went on to the NFL league standings and I started with the worst. Okay. And the worst, you know, the Carolina Panthers hadn't won a game. Right. So they're the worst. And then the next two teams were the giants and the Patriots. And in back-to-back weeks, the Bills have played two of the worst teams in the NFL and struggled Mightily against two of the worst teams in the NFL. They won one and they lost one. They won one on the skin of their teeth and then they lost one terribly today. Um, at no point in the game, by the way, was I ever like, they're gonna win today. They're gonna, they're definitely gonna win at the whole point. From the first field goal, I'm like, ah, this is gonna suck. Today's not gonna be fun. Um, but yeah, this is this is I, I completely get everyone's frustration. I'm with you too. Danielle. I think Danielle might be the last in Good evening, Emma. Well, good afternoon.
8: I have a question, um, Von Miller. Um, that's a lot of guaranteed money, and this is—and I get it—he's just come back. But um, do you guys feel that he's the same Von Miller? Do you really want to go
5: through it? You've always stood up for
7: what you believed in, but this—what could mean more? So, Mom, what
3: do you think? Anybody? Um, so he's been on a pitch count. Uh, I thought this week he was going to ramp up even more and more. He hasn't been much of an impact at all, it feels like, besides the fact that other offenses know that Von Miller's out there. But as far as him rushing the passer, I haven't seen a lot of anything from my standpoint. And if you, I was just reading Joe Biscaglia's, uh article on The Athletic, and he kind of agrees that he's just there right now not doing a whole hell of a lot um, and when it comes down to uh, what are we paying him for like I agree you know it's funny two weeks ago or three weeks ago when the Bills beat the Dolphins I'm like hey I know Von Miller's coming back take him in easy like bring him in bring him in slow okay because we have Rousseau we have uh, Leonard Floyd AJ um, appanessa's coming to life like this Bills defensive and rotation is doing a great job pressuring the quarterback and then these last few games come by and we really need Von Miller. Like just can't get the pass rush going. Can't get to the quarterback. And sure enough, like he's, he's nowhere to be seen. I understand that frustration. I'm not willing to give up on him completely for the rest of the season. Mind you, like the whole thing, I, I went into the season thinking, like, we're not going to get Von Miller right away. Um, I need him down the stretch, down when the games really matter. If you're fighting for the number one seed, that's when you want him. If you're in the postseason, that's when you want him, and that's when you want him at 100%. He's still probably not 100%. I mean, we forget that Tredavious White had the same injury, you know, a year ago, and he didn't come back until Thanksgiving, and he was on a limited pitch count then. So um, Von Miller came back much earlier than Tredavious White did at 34 years old, no less. So a lot older. Um, I just think he's just he's just not making an impact this year. Um, I don't know if it's health or it's just, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question, though. And you get to wonder, why are we paying? Why are we doing this? So I totally get that. Um, Shane wants to get it back in. Shane, what's going on, man? Second thoughts.
2: Von Miller was on the uh, bike on the sideline for a while and then didn't come back into the game so it's a question whether or not the knee's really 100% ready.
3: Oh, Gary too came back early um, good to know good to know appreciate that Shane thank you for for I, I did not know that 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 makes a lot of sense uh, he coming back I, I mean at this point I mean with the defensive tackle being so thin now as it is I mean we need to Jordan Phillips and Tim Settle to be the starting defensive tackles, which is not a good starting defensive tackle rotation. Hence why those guys are playing as backups. Both of them without Ed Oliver, without Daquan Jones, um, the middle, they lose their interior pass rush completely. So the bills were leading at one point, leading the, the league in, in in pressures per game. I mean, that definitely dropped off today. Um, but yeah, this, this has been a really tough game guys. Uh, I'm as frustrated as, as you are um, Josh Allen didn't have a terrible game it was 27 for 41 265 yards two touchdowns one interception by the way I don't know about you guys so so some one of you brought up earlier and I, I apologize I can't remember which one did is that Josh Allen is just kind of like laxadaisical on the sidelines just kind of looking up like that intensity um, not being there like I never thought about it but I agree like that intensity is just not there when they're not on the field and even sometimes when they are on the field and you have to wonder what's causing that is it personal is it coaching wise is it is it sean mcdermott like so many of you have mentioned is it mcdermott is he the reason why they're not fired up on the sidelines why they're not you know coming together why josh allen is throwing that interception with his first pass in the first quarter like what's going on there man like something's off something's been off for a while with josh um but, of course, I say that when they play bad, when they're playing good, there's no issue. So um appreciate you guys listening, of course. Um, Danielle wants to come in real quick. So that Danielle, real quick thoughts before we uh, we end this one. On the lower left-hand corner, you can turn your mic on.
8: I fully agree with your sentiment that Josh isn't Josh. And I think that somewhere there has to be that happy medium of letting him be him and at the same time using um the word i want to use um not conservative but not extreme and i think that he's struggling to find that middle of the road because no we don't want him hurt but at the same time um he is a playmaker and I feel that he is somehow being stifled just a little in some of his playmaking in in, in the in the decisions they are making for him. Um the Von Miller, uh, the bike thing, I didn't I was too hyped up to even and you guys all of you have so many different vantage points. Vaughn being on the bike, maybe that is so. Um Tredavious White was not mentally ready to come back in November, but he actually uh, in the off season, we thought he was outstanding. Maybe you're right. Maybe Yvonne is not ready to come back. And I get he's um, a long hauler, meaning yes, you you need him end of the season, postseason. But we can't make postseason at a and and to lose to a one in five team of Mac Jones. And so I just I, and I really sincerely don't know if. What do you guys think? What is the answer? Because I hate going on spaces where it's fire this one, get rid of that one, do the, that's, it's not practical at this point Um, week seven, you know, you're going to bring somebody in who has no clue as to how this team operates their schemes and think that they're going to jump into a coaching position. I'm not talking about McDermott or anything like that, but um, I just, I think that, I think that Josh is being, stifled just a little bit and i get for his own guilt for his own good but at the same time he's a playmaker and i don't think that they're actually letting him at his full potential that's all
3: yeah yeah oh i appreciate danielle again and 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 you had a lot of really great points there um I, i I like the Von Miller discussion. I'm not willing to hang this loss on Von Miller, but I see what you're saying. We needed everyone today. We needed everyone at maximum capacity to win today, and we didn't. So whenever you're in that position, you're thinking, well, you know, who wasn't? Who could have stepped up today? And I get it. I mean, I think Dawson Knox could have stepped up today. Is he the reason why the Bills lost today? Not the major reason. <laughs> He's one of the reasons. Um, I could also like like pointing to Dawson Knox. I mean, you're paying this guy fourteen million dollars a year at tight end. What top five, top seven tight end money? And the guy drops important passes each week. Um, that's not all his fault. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting. You mentioned putting you know the quote unquote like governor on Josh Allen and. Kind of um, re- limiting what he can do you know Josh Allen is kind of like now I'm not a I'm not a farmer i'm I, I don't pretend to know about these things I never follow the rodeo but he's like that cult right like that you just have to like let be wild right like you can't put a saddle on him and reins on him and expect him to be the same animal or the same thing that you had wanted them to be when they weren't like that like right so so you put, you put all these restrictions on Josh Allen, and I was one of the ones that wanted those done too because I don't need him getting hurt. He gets hurt. This season's over no matter what. But again, like Danielle said, there has to be a happy medium between allowing Josh Allen to run wild like run for two yards on a third and eight and then just get demolished by three, de- three Jets defenders, right? Like we don't need that, but we also don't he- need him to never be a threat. But you know what's funny is I, I didn't really notice this at the time is that Josh Allen was a second leading rusher for the Buffalo Bills. Day. He had seven attempts on 17 yards and that might've been the pocket breaking down or whatever, but he's just not been a threat this year on the ground. I mean he was averaging I think forty seven yards per game last season. I think he's only hit that mark maybe once this season. I believe once and it was just barely, barely that. So um so he's definitely limited on in that aspect him his mobility, his ability to get yards after contact or find holes in the defense. And that is a huge advantage that the Buffalo Bills have with Josh Allen. And I think he is still a little too young to take that away from him completely. I mean, we're not talking about like a 34-year-old Tyrod Taylor that really needs to throw the ball. I mean, this is a guy who is, what is he, 27, 28? I mean, he can still run the ball for for several more years. I mean, Brett Favre was doing it into his 30s. So, it's, you know, you have to do it intelligently, you know, at the right time, but still do it. That's fine. Uh, again, I think we're, you know, something that Danielle mentioned about in, in another speaker mentioned about Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, not looking really um, into the game on the sidelines. And of course we only see it for a split second. They could be yelling the other, you know, 59 and a half minutes. We just don't see it. Uh, But I mean, the way that we're talking about the coaching staff, I mean, have you guys ever been at a job where you didn't really like management or you didn't like the, what the mission statement, the management was pushing the way that they were treating their employees the way that they were going. Some of you, I, I know I've been in it, where it's like a blame culture, like, or someone makes a mistake. Oh, it's, it's Jeff's fault. It's Jeff's fault. Instead of being like, oh, okay, well, you know, we'll help Jeff out. We'll, we'll make it right. We're going to write this ship together. Like, you know, you, you've been in toxic work environments before. I'm not saying this is toxic, but like, it kind of feels like they have that sort of look on the sidelines of like, man, do I want to stay at this company forever? Like, what direction is this company going? Are they going into the ground? Like, what what's happening here? Um, so the more we talk about it, the more we discuss it, the more I think it's definitely more of a coaching issue. I mean, Josh Allen, it's funny, in, in the press conferences last week, Josh Allen says, you know, it's easy to be, you know, uh, someone in the seats and be a, an assistant offensive coordinator or whatever he was basically saying, you don't know, it's like, you know, it comes down to us, it comes down to execution. And it's like, well, if it's you guys and it's execution, th- the default response would be to blame the players, right? Like, you're not executing. But I'll say this, from a fan standpoint, if your players aren't executing, maybe you need to give them a better game plan that they can execute more easily because they're struggling, man. They need a game plan where they don't have to execute at this high of a level. Give them something easier, man. Give them Mac Jones' offense. I mean, Josh Allen could have easily you know, run with Mac Jones offense and had 450 yards today, three touchdowns, right? Like not an issue at all whatsoever. But anyways, again, this episode is brought to you by the Twin Spires Sportsbook at DeLago. at the DeLago Resort and Casino in Waterloo, New York on exit 41 off Route 90. Uh, Appreciate you guys uh, getting in. You know, it's funny. I I always wonder if I should do a Twitter space after a loss, but I think it gives uh, a lot of fans a chance to vent. And get their thoughts out on it. Because there's a there's a lot of things that we're frustrated with. We were frustrated with the entire game. And it didn't get much better. So um appreciate you guys all hanging in. Be sure to check this out. We will post this episode. On our Circling the Wagons podcast feed. So if you want to listen back to it. Or you missed any of it. Uh, feel free to do that. And then also uh, we're going to do our recap episode. Later this evening. That will post tomorrow at Monday noon. Those are with my co-hosts john and mike and we're going to discuss uh you know this game in depth um from every standpoint so be sure to check that out but i appreciate you guys giving me your thoughts because there's definitely a few of them that i always take with me uh to the recap episode because those are those are some good uh really good insight by the bills fan base so it sucks it sucks it wasn't a win it sucks the bills are four and three but um you know the Bills have a short week. They really need to get right. And a quick, I have game. I, I never normally have tickets to the game, like maybe once or twice a year, maybe. Um, I'm going to this game Thursday. Maybe I should tell my buddy I don't want the tickets. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. I'm going to end up going. I'm going to end up going. I'm going to leave early from work, so I'm going to have to make up time later. Probably going to come into work late on Friday, so I'll have to make up time again sometime. And uh, And hopefully it's not for a Bills loss. So thank you guys so much for being a part of this. For me, mate, go Bills, and we'll talk to you guys again soon.
1: Yeah, you find us, we breaking the tables, we tell getting breaking them tables, breaking them. Uh, you know the mafia dangerous. you see us, we breaking the tables, breaking them, we breaking them, tables, tables. we breaking them, tables, tables. we breaking them, tables, tables. we breaking them, breaking them you find us, we breaking the tables, we tailgating, breaking them tables, we breaking, uh, you know the mafia dangers, you see us, we breaking the tables, we breaking uh, them, we breaking them. Tables. tables, we breaking them, tables, tables. we breaking them, tables. Tables. We breaking them. Tables. tables, we breaking them, breaking them, you know the mafia dangers, put a hit out on your favorite team, uh, fine step digs, he running the seam, Khalil Shakir, he doing his thing, Allen got weapons, shooting the bomb, mafia mine, please don't step on my shoes, game day ones, the white, the red, the blues, hey man, breaking Tables is traditional yeah. Wishing the fish Look at my drip Never cheating like Belichick is Sean McDermott Never telling the biz Dion is Mr. Brown We got Mitch Gabe Davis Toe tapping to this Who making anthems That slapping like Nobody. this Nobody getting Attraction like Nobody. this Don Brown Never been through a table A Lombardi Will get me through a table yeah. This is our year Will not be a fable This is my year To perform on a table Just to show you That I'm Buffalo ass Going viral Your pants cannot match uh. us Don't you come to our house And just trash yeah. us Get the table like Devon and Bubba Ray <sighs> What's up? What's up? Do you know who we are? Yeah, I know It's the mafia, baby Yeah, everybody know Don Brown Get the tables Yeah! You find us we breaking the tables, we tell getting breaking them tables, uh You know the mafia dangers, you see us we breaking the tables, uh We breaking them, tables, we breaking them Tables, we breaking them Tables, we breaking them, breaking them You find us we breaking the tables, we tell getting breaking them tables, uh You know the mafia dangers, you see us we breaking the tables, uh We breaking them, tables, we breaking them Tables, we breaking them Tables, we breaking them this for the Mafia ladies, This shout out, they go to the Mafia babes I'm loving it here, you got Mafia braids Camo hat with a 17 on it, 17 on the earrings, you flaunt it When it get cold, Buffalo logo, got the sweater hat And you know the number 17 still on it Josh Allen in the ring, you want it, Hey, You find us, we breaking the tables, we tailgating, breaking them tables uh, uh. You know the Mafia dangers, you see us, we breaking the tables uh. We breaking them tables, we breaking them tables We breaking them, tables We breaking them, breaking them you find us, we breaking the tables We tailgating, breaking them tables Uh, uh, You know the mafia dangers You see us, we breaking the tables uh, We breaking them tables We breaking them tables We breaking them tables We breaking them, breaking them